the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When it comes to our faith in Christ, a huge part of this is about trusting God. But here's a twist. How are you responding to God's trust in you? Let's talk about that. Pastor Emeritus Phil Howard is our host here on Truth For Today. Welcome to the program. We're taking a look at a few passages of Scripture as we move into the new year, helping ourselves understand how we can be victorious in the new year ahead. One of those passages can be found here in Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30. How are you responding to God's trust in you? I know that's a kind of a twist on the fact that we usually talk about trusting God for faith and salvation in Christ. How are you responding to God's trust in you? Here's Pastor Phil with more. We're doing a series, Doing Life God's Way. And for two weeks, last week and this week, we're talking about talents. Last week, I underscored that each of you, as a believer in Christ, has been gifted uh, to serve in the body of Christ uh, on some level, some level. And uh, today... We want to talk about this subject. How are you responding to God's trust in you? Uh, It is an astounding thing to think of the fact God is trusting you. Uh, I think that uh, when I think of that, God's gifts are on deposit with you. Can he trust you to use them the way he wants? Now, God has been good to all men. Uh, James said every good and perfect gift that comes down from above, comes from above. God's a source. According to Matthew 5, he said, when you don't know how to treat your enemies, study God. God gives sun to his enemies. He gives rain to his enemies. He's good to all men. There's an astounding verse in 1 Timothy 4.10. It says, Jesus Christ is the Savior of all men, especially of those who believe. So he does a... Can you think of how many times God spares the life of the unsaved so that they reach 70 years, 80 years? Uh, You didn't get here by yourself. God has kept you alive. He's been good to you. He's watched. He has given you your breath. He gave you your intelligence. Gave you your family. Gave every, I mean, even men and women who do not love God or know Jesus Christ are blessed, blessed, blessed. And they may attribute it to crystals, trees, the sun, but it's God. God is a gracious enemy. He's bestowed all kinds of gifts upon us. Everything good about your life, God's the author of it. Everything. 
saved or unsaved. Uh, but notice this. God has entrusted his people uh, with the gospel and with spiritual gifts. Listen to these verses. It says, we have been put in trust with the gospel. 1 Thessalonians 2.4. We have been put in trust with the gospel. You read 1 Timothy 1.11. I am preaching the gospel which he entrusted to me. He put on deposit with me. Uh, he said, I preach Christ. I'm doing the preaching which God entrusted to me. Listen to this. I want you to go into all the world. This is Jerusalem. 35 AD. No internet. No buses. No planes. No trains. I want you to share the gospel, baptize, and disciple. There was a fictitious story that went out that when Jesus got to heaven, the angels gathered around him. They saw the wounds in his body. They knew that he had died. They attended the crucifixion. They watched. They knew he'd been buried. They knew he'd been resurrected. And when he got back to heaven, they supposedly gathered around him and said, this is the most magnificent thing that's ever happened in all of history, that God would go among men and allow himself to be crucified, raise himself. And they asked the question, the whole world needs to know this. Then they asked the question, how can they know? And Jesus simply said, I'm counting on them. I'm counting on them. Who? These 11 guys that bailed out? The 120 that showed up in the upper room? Yes, uh, the angels let us do it. No, I won't let angels do it. You can't do this. I'm counting on fallible, failing, saved people. I'm going to entrust them with this commission, with this gospel. I have no other means. No other means. So we come to Matthew 24, 25. Christ has outlined the end of the age and is saying he's going to come again. In 24 through 25, he gives three stories in which he says, until I come, I want my people to be watching for me, waiting for me, and then in this parable, working for me until I come back. Not just watching, not just waiting. I want them to be involved. And so the story goes that he tells of a man that takes his servants aside and he says, I want to make an investment in you. Uh, the talent, the talent was just a, it wasn't all about your natural ability. It was a weight measurement. The English Standard Version Bible, the footnote says, a talent was equal to, let me be sure I get it for you, about 20 years worth of wages. One talent 
20 years worth of wages. So two talents, 40 years worth of wages. Five talents, 100 years worth of wages is what he deposits with these men. And he tells that he makes this investment in each man according to his ability. I'm going to graciously put on trust with you this talent. And he uses the measure of, in the temple, the menorah was one talent worth of gold. So it was a huge amount. I want to put this on deposit. Use it until I get back. Use it until I get back. Well, uh, he makes the investment, and he, uh, what's the response? The first servant that got the five talent, it says he immediately went to work. Watch, he said in verse 16, he who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. The man with two talents made two talents more. And what did the man with one talent do? He went out and immediately buried the treasure. Buried the investment. Now, what's Jesus saying? I'm going away and I'm going to put on deposit with you men my gifts, my trust, my gospel, who I am, the treasure of who I am. I'm going to entrust to you my resources out of my grace and I want you to put them to use. This story is startling because the man who buries it winds up eternally being buried. The man who hid the treasure winds up being hidden for eternity. Out of sight forever. And so he says that what have you done with the master's investment and grace in you, each of us? Whatever. Where did you get your brains? You didn't get to pick them, obviously. Is it something of arrogance in you or something you put to use for God? First Chronicles 29 says God gives you the power to make wealth. You got more money than the rest of us peons? What are you doing with it? God holds you to greater responsibility. He said he gave it according to ability. He thought you had the ability to make it work for his kingdom. Not just to build bigger barns for you. What are you doing with the grace, enablements, opportunities, education, appearance, location? Uh, all these good things... The issue is not have you received them, but what have you done with them? How are they being used to show off the master's gracious trust in you? You know, uh, we often, this is a statement here in church all the time. Put your trust in Jesus. Put your trust in Jesus. He'll never disappoint you. Well, this parable is about, I'm putting my trust in you. Will you disappoint me? I'm entrusting you with the gospel. 
I'm entrusting you with finances. I'm entrusting you with opportunities, health, intelligence, education, every good thing in your life. I've entrusted. How are you using it to say, I'm a gracious master that trusted you? There's no greater compliment probably among us than for someone to trust you. And God says, I'm putting my trust in you that you'll use my resources to bring me glory. Is God getting any glory and advertisement through the life you're living because of his grace to you? So, the master goes away. He comes back. And there's an accountability. He wants everybody to give a report. The five-talent man comes. Lord, I took, went immediately to work, put the gifts you gave me, this huge amount of resources. I've been in the market. I've been however he used it. And I've doubled it. And the master says, you're a good, faithful servant. Uh... You handled the trust like I gave it to you. And because you've handled a little, I'm going to give you more to be over. No doubt in his kingdom, he gives cities, he gives, he's got plenty more to give us if he can trust us with a little. And he says to me, you passed the test. That was just the beginning. What I originally gave you, now I've got much more that I'd like to turn over to you. And so he commends the faithful servant who happens to be the five-talent man. Well done, good and faithful servant. Let me ask you this. Will every believer hear that? I don't know the answer, but I've got the question. Are there any believers? Because the guy that buries it here winds up in outer darkness. So he's actually using it of an unsaved man that buries the treasure of the gospel, buries the treasure of Christ. And so it's a startling parable that there's only two kinds of people, he's saying, those who will work for me till I come and those that bury every good gift of God and they shall buy that. They don't even know me. But when we come to the believer, he said that every one of us must appear before the judgment seat of Christ that we may receive a reward for the things done in our body, whether they have been good or bad. And the idea is uh, the bad there is a word that means fallow ground, not morally bad, but whether they've been good or whether they've been wasteful. Did you know what all the time you spend at your favorite sport and, and watch all the teams, lots of football, lots of basketball? There's no reward for that. There's no reward for taking a shower. And go ahead and take it. Uh, no reward for just eating. No reward for sleeping. Think of an average day of 24 hours. Let's suppose you get eight hours rest. Let's say you work on a job eight hours. There's 16 hours. You've only got eight left. Commute, eat, acknowledge your children, drive them to a sport. 
You, you don't have very much time in the day to give God anyway. You get people a lot too busy to serve in the ministry. You won't be too busy to die. And you won't be too busy to give an account. God's going to ask you what you have done with his investment in you. And he has invested in all of us. Well, he finally comes to the uh, last servant. And um, we pick him up. Uh, verse 24. He also who had received the one talent came forward saying, get this, Master, I knew you to be a hard man. That's why you only gave me 20 years worth of investment. See, he's already built into his excuse making that the the master's a hard man. He's an unfair man. Matter of fact, you're rather crooked. You expect to reap what you haven't sown. So you really have unfair standards. You're ungracious. You're hard. And so he has this warped view of the master because he never did want to do the master's will. So let's warp our view of God. God is expecting too much. Uh, Our God is hard. God is this. God is that. Wait, wait, wait. This is the master who invested an incredible investment Put it on deposit with him. And instead of him saying, I thank you for trusting me. I thank you for your gifts. I thank you, thank you. The first thing he says, you're a hard man. Can you imagine? Can you imagine coming before Christ and saying, you're a hard man. That's why I didn't serve you. You expect too much. You're not gracious. He has this warped view of the master, accuses him of unethical dealings. Then he said, I was afraid. And so I went and hid the talent. Notice what the master's reply will be. You're a wicked man. You're an evil man. Two, you're lazy. That's your problem. There's nothing wrong with your God. There's something wrong with you. You're lazy. And if you knew I was this bad, even a dummy could put the money in the bank. You you know I would at least want my investment plus a little bit of interest. Come on. You could have done the minimum, but you don't go bury treasure in the ground. There's been a trust put in you. Don't bury your talent. Don't bury your opportunities. Don't bury the grace of God. I took God's good. And just imagine that unsaved man takes Christ and he buries him. I don't want anyone to know that I know Christ. I don't want to know. I don't want anyone to know that I know him, that I met him. I want to bury him. I only want to bring him up when I die. But I'm not going to mention that I know him at school. I'm not going to mention I know him on the job. He is something you keep buried until you die. Then it's too late. So, the treasure is buried. And his excuse 
is, uh, I guess it's a hard God. I didn't think I could please him anyway. You have a gracious God, a gracious Father, and he's willing to put a trust. Your dad may not have trusted you, but God's willing to trust you. God's willing to trust you. How are you handling the deposit? Is it making any interest? Let me give you some summary points, five of them. No matter how much or how little your gifts are, ability, finances, opportunities, they must not be buried. They must be put to use. So I ask of you, dear grace receiver, what are you doing with the grace you've received? How are you using it to promote this gracious God? Two, God's gifts should advertise his grace. God's gifts should advertise his grace. Look what I got. Look, look. He he gave me a gift. He gave me a gift. I want you to see it. If somebody just gave you 20 years worth of finance and said, here, I want to give you a start in life, would you be quiet about it? Now, you want to be quiet around some people because they want to borrow it all. (laughs) But, I mean, that's something you don't bury. Look, this this master I serve entrusted me with all this wealth. What a trust. Three, we all do not have equal talents. So don't be comparing yourself with someone else. If you don't have equal intelligence, equal opportunity, uh, equality, wow, it differs so much every person, how you grew up, what you were given. Uh, but it's all a gracious God that's giving you what you've got. It's using what you've got and not fretting over what you don't have. Are you enjoying the house God gave you? Are you depressed because your friends have a nicer one? Are you enjoying the car you got? Are you enjoying the wife you got? I don't get the feeling you are. As quiet as it is in this room. Whoa. I'll I'll brush right on. We must all give an account for what we've been given. When we come before Christ... He's going to praise our works. He says in First uh, Corinthians, he's going to pr- uh, praise the motive for why you did what you did with what you did. He will judge the motives of the heart someday. He, he knows why you don't give and why you do give. He knows why you serve, why you don't serve. He knows all the excuses. He's heard them all. He's heard them all. You haven't invented a new one. He knows. He said, man, I've heard number nine for 2,000 years. Why, I can't get involved. I've heard that one. Whoa, I first heard that in 35 AD. And you, you, can't you come up with a new better lie? For why you can't be a servant to this God that would invest in you. 
And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Our time today spent in God's Word to encourage you to bring you truth for today. If you have questions or comments about our time together, we would invite you to write to us. You can either visit our website and drop us an email, write to us via U.S. mail, or give us a call. As we close things out, I do want to turn things over to our executive producer just for a moment. Here's Chuck Ladabadir. Hello, Truth For Today listeners. My name is Chuck Ladabadir, and I've been the executive producer of Truth For Today since we've been on there in 1996. There are a couple of needs I'd like to make you aware of. The first one is a prayer need. We're asking you to remember, Pastor Phil, in your prayers, that God would bring healing to his voice, that he might continue to proclaim the gospel using the tools that God gave him, his voice. The second need is a financial need. Because we haven't been able to do our fundraiser, there is a financial need. And we continue to proclaim the gospel and we, because we believe that God's using it to build up the body of Christ, to encourage the saints, and to challenge those who don't know him, and to offer hope to those who are in need of hope. We want to continue doing that because we believe that God's word will never return void. That's what he said. So we're asking you to partner with us at this time. After you've met your financial obligation at your local church, consider making a special gift to Truth For Today this year that we might continue to proclaim the truth for today. Thank you. Thank you, Chuck. Year-end donations are always welcome. One-time gifts, monthly gifts, large, small, it all makes a difference. Reach out to us. Your tax-deductible donation can be sent to 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. You can also donate online, valleybible.org, or call 855 833 9864 Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, may Christ be your truth for today. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.